Because if I say carry on like a dickhead but win a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games, all in all, I'm going to feel like I failed throughout that process. So if I can stick to my own values and not digress away from my own conscience, I feel like I've delivered a better message than, say, whatever a shiny piece of metal could ever do. Welcome to the Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. And welcome everyone to the official sixth episode of the podcast. Yes, I said official because last week I called that episode episode six, which is a little embarrassing considering it only took me five episodes to lose count, but this one here is episode six. I'm Brandon Wakeling, Olympian and multiple-time representative at the Commonwealth Games in the sport of weightlifting. This is a topic I've been requested to do probably the most compared to others, and on Instagram when I've shared the odd Ask Me Anything story, I've had a lot of questions on this topic in particular. As I like to do for a couple topics, I like to sit on them for a while so I can really think and reflect long enough so I can try to articulate my experiences well enough instead of just surface level touching on the topic and not really doing my thoughts justice. Now this topic all has to do with being a father while also juggling other life priorities where in my personal circumstance, it's competing at an elite level in my sport while also being a family man as well. Now, for those that are unaware, which I assume most aren't, but I don't exactly share every single detail of my life on social media, myself and my partner Leanne have an 11-month-old daughter, Peyton, who is about to turn one 13 days after I post this episode. Along with being a father, particularly in the last 12 months in the lead-up to the Birmingham Commonwealth Games, I was involved in a lot of media interviews and pieces in the lead-up where on several occasions I'd been asked some interesting questions where the interviewer essentially was regarding fatherhood as a burden on elite performance. And of course, being a parent is a full-time job and has many challenges, but I'm still yet to really see where it takes away from my ability to push to be the best athlete I can be in my sport. I found that the drive and motivation that I've gained through the birth of my daughter has far outweighed the challenges of being a parent and everything else that it presents. Now, this doesn't mean that it hasn't caused me to create a different lifestyle to be able to be there for my family as much as I possibly can, though. I've definitely been more strategic in the way that I've implemented my training schedule and also structured my work life to be able to be a full-time athlete, employee, business owner, and a father. And that's essentially what I'm going to touch on today. So I'll start with going through my strategic implementations into my training schedule that's helped me be able to pursue my athletic goals, but also being a family man so far in my year of being a parent. So for some added context, my daughter was born mid-November of 2021, which was roughly eight months prior to me competing at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. And her birth tied into the time where I was just starting to ramp up my training to be able to peak for the event appropriately. And this leads into the first adaption I made to my training schedule, 
Once we had gotten home with the baby and we started to settle in, I was looking for a good time to start getting in more training in the lead up to the Commonwealth Games coming in the new year. So the first change I made was I would implement my first training session for the day to begin dark and early when I knew my family was typically still asleep. So Peyton would roughly wake up around 6am, so I thought getting in an accessory session alongside some weightlifting strength movements at a 24-hour gym 5 minutes from my house would be a great time to do so. So this allowed me to get a good training session in to start the day without compromising as much time away from the family when they're awake. Plus, having also completed my strength movements for the day meant on my training session to happen later on the day, it would consume less time. And this proved to be a pretty good schedule for me to follow. Of course, getting up super early meant I wasn't getting a huge amount of sleep like I probably should have, but we're also setting an earlier bedtime as Peyton would go down to sleep at roughly 5.36pm. So we'll try to be in bed by 8pm. And of course, we were set to wake up throughout the night when the baby wanted some milk. Also, this is noteworthy. I've got four animals at my house, two dogs, two cats. And one of our dogs in particular, Douglas, our Cocker Spaniel, is notorious for waking up at stupid hours of the morning and wanting breakfast. So I'd already had some practice with some early rises as he could be whining for breakfast as early as 4am some mornings. So that was our first step in creating a new routine to be able to adapt to the new lifestyle that we had begun in having a family. And the next noteworthy implementation that has really helped me into being able to perform at a high level while also having a family is the use of our home gym, which has been very handy for training for myself and my partner. Now, this wasn't the space that we created after starting a family. This was something that we had built just before the COVID pandemic had first hit back in early, early 2020. And this space fills our whole double garage. It's completely matted with thick 5mm matting to dampen the sound and vibration of dropping weights. The space also has two lifting platforms, two squat racks, two sets of weights, jerk blocks, a couple pieces of cardio equipment, and it even has an infrared sauna. So this was a huge investment that we had made, mainly in a means to assist my lead up to the Tokyo Olympics. So this was going to assist me as I previously commuted over an hour to get to work and also to get to training every single time. And it was starting to take a toll, particularly on my hips and lower back, just from driving for so long. And I had struggled to train well after commuting as well for so long. So essentially, I'd created a goal to try to be as efficient as I possibly could when it came to my training. So I thought creating a home gym, taking out an hour of driving here and there was going to make up a big difference in the long run. Now, as we all know, with COVID back in 2020, it didn't take long for the lockdowns to start to be enforced, plus all the other ruling with having X amount of people allowed in housing and certain spaces plus also all the home gym stock from all the brands were going out of the window. So I was super fortunate as the timing for creating a home gym literally couldn't have been better for my own personal training. Once the first lockdown period had been enforced, it was a huge factor in still being able to progress my training through the Olympic qualification system. And coming off only six months of training in my home gym, I ended up PBing my competition total by 11 kilos I was the first male to hit the elite grade standard, and I also unofficially broke the Commonwealth clean and jerk record with 175 weighing 73 kilos on the return to having an in-club competition. Now, I say unofficially as to officially break the record, it has to be done in an international competition approved comp, so drug testing, international level referees, etc. 
but I still lifted that weight in a competition setting, just not officially breaking the record. Now that's going off track a little bit as that time was before starting a family, but it does show that having a home gym did have its benefits. And in the case of when I started a family, I was able to get my second training session in for the day with my family by my side, essentially. Plus, my partner also had the ability to train in the gym, which is a huge plus also. And we can also take turns in spending time with Peyton while the other trains, or we just brought Peyton into the gym with us to join us for a session, which she really enjoys. Now, aside from those home sessions, I would still travel once or twice a week to go train in front of my coach, Miles, at Cougars Weightlifting Club. So I wasn't purely training close to or at home, but it made up a large majority and still does make up a large majority of my training. And that covers pretty much my training schedule adaptations that I had made since becoming a father. Although there was another factor which allowed me to be able to pursue being an athlete and a father at the same time, and that's the way that I've molded my professional work life. For those that may or may not know, weightlifting certainly doesn't pay any bills and I need to be able to provide an income to essentially be able to live and feed my family. So I would say my professional workload is quite different to what I'd say the norm is. I work at a part-time capacity which entails working three days per week and for those wondering where I work, I work in a hybrid role with Deadly Choices which is an Indigenous health organisation and I work for them as an ambassador and within the marketing department as well. So for those three days that I'm rostered, I also have the ability to work from home for a number of those days, which definitely plays an important factor in my work-home life balance. Plus, on top of this, I also run my own business where I offer Olympic weightlifting coaching services. So one-on-one coaching in person or in a seminar setting or online coaching, which makes up a large portion of it. So if you combine that with my professional work life, I would say it probably roughly equals a full-time workload but I've purposely structured it so I'm able to have that flexibility to be able to train at ideal times throughout the day but most importantly have the ability to be around my family as much as I possibly can. So grouping together all these factors that I've spoken about talking about the way that I've structured my training now and also my work life there's obviously challenges that come with that and it definitely differs from the person that doesn't have a family but From what I've found with starting a family, it's provided me with so much of a benefit when I talk about drive and motivation that I feel that I'm better off this way and can push to higher highs with this newfound schedule that I have in place. And this is mainly due to the shift of motivation towards being the best athlete I can be. And it's something that I keep in mind throughout my training, especially when I'm looking at daunting tasks, whether that's the 2024 Paris Olympics and the 2026 Melbourne Commonwealth Games. So that change in motivation that I was speaking about before is going from purely thinking weightlifting as a personal challenge where I could potentially win a medal at a major competition to now more so wanting to be a superhero figure to my daughter. I feel one of the worst things that I could have done was leave behind my days of training and competing at the top level due to the fact of my daughter's existence. What I feel is more powerful is taking my daughter along for the ride exposing her to the highs and lows of training that the public doesn't necessarily see and then putting myself out there in a seemingly daunting experience such as an Olympic or a Commonwealth Games event. Then through this, whether I rise up to the occasion and say win the 2026 Commonwealth Games or I fail in spectacular fashion, I want to display to my daughter that it isn't about winning the game but more so about how you play it meaning win or lose, the end result isn't about the event itself, but it's more so about the journey along the way. 
and this means by picking up the lessons you learn throughout challenging yourself that you can take just beyond that one particular scenario, which in the long run is meaningless. Not to say that I won't be striving for gold, that's not exactly the point, but I want to display to my daughter that it's the striving itself that's the real value here, and victory or failure isn't what defines you once the game is said and done. And this is a valuable lesson that I want to be able to teach my daughter visually throughout my athletic career. Not to say that it has to be some grand event like the Olympics or the Commonwealth Games to display what I'm talking about. If I was, say, say a state, national, or even a club-level lifter, the message remains the same. And with displaying this message to my daughter throughout striving to be the best athlete I can be, I want to make sure that I maintain my integrity and display fair play and respect throughout this process. Because if I, say, carry on like a dickhead but win a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games, all in all, I'm going to feel like I failed throughout that process. So if I can stick to my own values and not digress away from my own conscience, I feel like I've delivered a better message than, say, whatever a shiny piece of metal could ever do. Now, I think I will leave it there for this episode. I hope this has provided some sort of value or insight to those wondering how I managed to compete at a high level while also being a family man, while also tying in my motivation to continue to be the best athlete I can be. And if there's any dads out there listening who enjoyed this episode and wanted me to do any more future episodes on this same subject, perhaps you would like another angle with the same subject, or if you just simply like me talking on the subject of being a family man, plus also juggling everything else that life has thrown at me, just send me a DM. My my DMs are always open. Now, as always, I appreciate everyone listening, and I will talk to you all next week. Music